Who is God? An easy way to figure out what you think about Him is to imagine what He looks like. How we think of Him often showcases the attributes we prize most. We might think of Him as a loving, grandfatherly figure, a beneficent creator, or a powerful warrior. We could think of Him as a judge, never failing to be fair or just. Those who do not like Him very much see Him as a cosmic tyrant. So which description, if any, is correct? God, like beauty, sometimes depends upon the eye of the beholder. An evangelist once told a story about teaching a lesson on the wrath of God. After his passionate lesson, a sweet, elderly lady approached and kindly informed him that her God was not like the one he described. Hers was not one of wrath, but of love. The God she served could never condemn sin or judge the unrighteous as guilty. As tenderly as possible, the preacher told her that his view of God was drawn straight from the pages of Scripture. Hers existed only by virtue of selective description. It is more important now than ever to understand God as He is presented in the pages of Scripture. Human beings have a tendency to focus on what we like and dismiss or devalue what we dislike. This turns truth into a matter of personal opinion, and opinions about God always run the risk of being influenced by something other than Scripture. In the classic book, Your God is Too Small, author J.B. Phillips explored a number of popular misconceptions about God. In some cases, he may be nothing more than a guilty conscience, what Phillips called the sleeping policeman. Some see him as a grand old man antiquated and outdated, useless for modern people with modern needs. He is meek and mild, a cosmic wimp, the ultimate pushover, the big guy upstairs, the eternal grandfather, or a cosmic Santa Claus. We could add a hundred other misconceptions to the list. By picking and choosing the attributes we value most, any of us can engineer a God to suit his or her individual tastes. Custom-made versions of God are popular in the religious landscape of America because people often fail to use the Bible as a guide. Some may have ceased their investigations because they are happy with whatever mental fabrication they have constructed or with whatever someone else has told them. Others may have stopped because they are afraid of finding something they do not like. Still, others prefer only what they do like. In the end, we have failed to recognize God for who He is and prefer a God who does what we want or who meets our needs. This is nothing new. A.W. Tozer lamented the state of the view of God in the mid-20th century, saying, The heaviest obligation lying upon the Christian church today is to purify and elevate her concept of God until it is once more worthy of Him and of her. Theologian Arthur Pink had an even more caustic indictment. The God of this century no more resembles the sovereign of holy writs than does the dim flickering of a candle the glory of the midday sun. The God who is talked about in the average pulpit, spoken of in the ordinary Sunday school, mentioned in much of the religious literature of the day, and preached in most of the so-called Bible conferences, is a figment of human imagination, an invention of maudlin sentimentality. The heathen outside the pale of Christendom form gods of wood and stone, 
while millions of heathen inside Christendom manufacture a god out of their carnal minds. Coming to Know Him The basis of our understanding of God lies in how we understand the Bible, in which He has revealed Himself to His creation at various times and in different ways. Hebrews 1.1 Theologians speak of this in two categories. General